Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison, and before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The Redraft and Dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL Draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. This is Matt Harrison at Explosive Output on Twitter, at Shock Fantasy on Twitter. Uh, reminder to all of you to rate and review the Shock Fantasy Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It is actually Monday night. Uh, I am recording the Waiver Wire podcast a little bit early. Uh, the Chiefs and the Giants are in the fourth quarter of the game right now. But tomorrow is my 19th wedding anniversary. And I'm going to spend the day hanging out with sweet Melissa, my wife. Uh, so I figured I would get some things done ahead of time. And hey, you get an early week nine waiver wire podcast but before we start that we always start with the todd heap memorial injury report and it's full and it's gross this week uh let's start at the quarterback position where Jameis winston tore his acl on a kind of a cheap horse collar play he will be out for the rest of the season more on that a little later sam darnold he had a concussion in the fourth quarter of the game against the falcons if he can't go next week, we'll see P.J. Walker. Yikes. Uh, Derek Henry, that's the big one. He will have foot surgery, and it looks like he'll miss the rest of the season. Officially, they're calling it out indefinitely, but uh, it looks like he's done for the year. James Robinson, he's day-to-day with a foot injury. Either way, he's likely on your bench for week nine against the Bills, so you do need to find another option if you are the James Robinson manager. 
Damian Williams has a knee injury of some sort. They've been a little coy upon this in Chicago, who has a Monday night game next week against the Steelers, and then a bye. So if this knee injury is problematic at all, they may elect just to hold him out this week and give him the extra week of rest going into the bye. Uh, Not related to him, Jamal Williams, he had a hip injury pop up during the week. He missed Sunday's game for the Lions. He's probably not starting for a ton of you, though, so uh, that's just kind of a, hey, here's what's going on with Jamal Williams kind of a thing. T.Y. Hilton, he suffered a concussion in week eight versus the Titans. They've already ruled him out for week nine, which is a Thursday nighter against the Jets. T.Y. Hilton will not play in that one. Jalen Rager went down with an ankle injury. It looks like he's going to miss a couple of weeks. Calvin Ridley, in case you missed this news, he stepped away from football to deal with some personal issues, and we hope he's back very soon and feeling healthy and ready to go. Rob Gronkowski left the Bucks game with back spasms. Uh, the Bucks have a week nine bye for him to chill in a hammock with some sort of drink in a pineapple. Uh, a couple of uh, offensive line injuries that popped up. Browns offensive tackle Jack Conklin, he dislocated his elbow and will miss about a month. That's awful for Nick Chubb. That's awful for Baker Mayfield. There's a lot of things that kind of fall with this domino, and Jack Conklin is a huge part of that offensive line. Also, Jets offensive tackle George Fant, he suffered an ankle injury. We'll see what happens there. Not a not an offense that you invest heavily in, though, so... Well, maybe not. We'll talk about a few guys here as we move on to some of these positions. We start with the quarterback. Justin Fields is 24% rostered, and he looked more comfortable than he's ever been under center last week against the Niners. The Bears did end up losing their third straight game, but Fields was actually using his feet to make fantasy managers some points. 10 carries, 103 yards and a score on the ground is good enough to make him fantasy relevant in any game. The passing yards were just gravy afterwards, and he had like 157 and a score through the air. This week, the Bears get Pittsburgh on Monday night. The only mobile quarterback the Steelers have really faced this year was Josh Allen. He was able to go for 44 yards on the ground. I'd throw 2% down on fields as a super flex option if he's available in your league. They might want to try to showcase him on Monday night. And frankly, they need to let him loose with his feet if they want to maybe win a few games here for the Bears. Mike White, yeah, he's the Jets quarterback right now. He's uh, 0% rostered right now. Uh, Threw for 405 yards and three touchdowns in a huge upset win against the Bengals. And when pressed to see who would be the starting quarterback for the Jets on the Thursday night game against the Colts, head coach Robert Sala said it would be Mike White over Joe Flacco with Zach Wilson likely out for a few more weeks. The Colts have allowed the second most touchdown passes this year with 19 through eight games. So if you need a Brady replacement this week, because they're on bye, of course the bye weeks are Detroit, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington, uh, you could grab Mike White for three bucks, and he's startable this week. Taysom Hill, he is 2% rostered. It feels like I have to mention Hill since he likely takes over the starting quarterback role for the rest of the season in New Orleans. But it's worth noting that Trevor Simeon did fill in quite well in relief of Winston, leading the Saints to a win over the Bucks. He had 159 yards and a score in, uh, in relief there. Hill appears likely to be ready to come back from a concussion next week. And the Saints, they're one of those teams who like to play coy. 
uh, with what they're doing at quarterback. They didn't name either Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston the starter until like an hour before week one. So they'll probably say they don't know who will start this week against Atlanta. And whoever does start, it's a great matchup against the Falcons. But I'm very hesitant on this situation. I would steer clear of rostering either Hill or Simeon this week. Uh, If you want Hill and you need Hill because you're in a super flex league and every starting quarterback is owned, it'll probably cost you 6%. Um, A speculative 1% add on Trevor Simeon in those types of leagues wouldn't be bad either. Tyrod Taylor is 3% rostered, and this is a speculative kind of thing too, but Taylor did practice in a limited fashion last week, and while Davis Mills did throw for 310 yards and two scores in garbage time against the Rams, it was super garbagey. Like, they didn't score until they were down 38. My guess is that Taylor is probably in the starting lineup sooner than later. If he's not traded Tuesday, maybe to the Saints. Who knows? It only cost you a buck to pick up Tyrod Taylor right now. Moving on to these. Running back. Uh, Michael Carter, he's 65% rostered. He was the top scoring running back in fantasy last week with 77 yards and a score on the ground. Uh, also had nine catches and 95 yards. Oh, wait. Nine times. Nine There we go. Uh, caught nine, nine catches and 95 yards through the air. This is a higher roster percentage than I normally highlight on this uh, podcast, but... If he's not on a roster in your league, he's definitely worth picking up. He has that job almost locked up in New York. I'd throw around 17% on Michael Carter if he's available in your league. Let's move on to the Titans running backs. Now, Adrian Peterson is 0% rostered and just signed in Tennessee today. Jeremy McNichols is 3% rostered. So let's talk about all day Adrian Peterson first. They signed him to fill Derrick Henry's rather large shoes for the remainder of the season, and some savvy managers saw that he was available as a free agent player this morning on your fantasy web services that you use. So some people were able to pick him up already this morning before they threw him on the Tennessee roster. Um, So he's picked up here and there. That's kind of crappy. Uh, I would rather see him go through a full fab run like normal, but whatever. Uh, Anyway, the Titans get the Rams this week and then the Saints next week. So it's not likely either of these Titans runners get a starting grade in either of these two weeks. But here's what I'd do. I would throw 9% on McNichols, knowing that he's going to be the guy catching passes. That's totally not Peterson's game. And I'd throw 4% on Peterson, even though I probably won't get him. It's just kind of a price enforcing kind of thing. I don't really know how much is left in the tank for Adrian Peterson, even though prime Adrian Peterson would really fill a Derrick Henry role. He's definitely not prime Adrian Peterson anymore. Uh, Mark Ingram is 30% rostered. He was traded to the Saints ahead of last week. And I don't think I've ever seen a player more excited to go home. Uh, He's wearing number 14 in New Orleans, by the way. Kind of a weird number for him. Uh, Ingram only had eight touches in his first game back with the Saints, but he did register 52 yards and was involved in the passing game, had two catches there. Uh, The Saints brought him in to take touches off of Kamara, 
and that will happen. He's going to get between 8 and 10 touches in all likelihood per game. He's worth 5%. I'd actually rather have Mark Ingram in his current form than Adrian Peterson. Uh, While Mark Ingram did leave, I just wanted to note that the Texans running backs... It's a mess there. It's it's always been a mess there. It's even more messy now that Mark Ingram's gone. Uh, Rex Burkhead had seven touches. Scotty Phillips, who, had seven touches. David Johnson had three touches. Philip Lindsay had three touches. So this backfield continues to be the worst. And don't chase the Rex Burkhead touchdown in garbage time. We don't know if he's going to be anything but a garbage time runner. Maybe uh, You know, actually, garbage time's probably pretty... Pretty safe for the Texans. Let's talk about Boston Scott, though. He's 1% rostered. Miles Sanders should sit for at least another week. And Boston Scott was kind of a maniac last week against the Lions, scoring twice on only 12 touches. Uh, Also worth noting that the ghost of Jordan Howard also scored twice on 12 carries. And Kenny Gainwell. Yeah, that Kenny Gainwell, the one we all thought, you know, might get the most touches. Yeah, he did get the most touches. He had 13 carries but pretty much was blanked, only 27 yards. Didn't look great. Uh, This week, the Eagles get the Chargers, and the way to carve up that defense is on the ground. Dare I say, I think Scott will be at least tied for the lead in touches this week, so I'll throw 4% on him if you need a runner. Uh, Good start against the Chargers. He'll probably be somebody's take a chance on me running back this week on Fantasy Football Weekly. Carlos Hyde, by the way. He's 7% rostered. Just briefly, he's in line for the Robinson workload if J-Rob sits this week. But the Bills are just about the best run defense in the league, and you don't want any of that. The way they're talking about Robinson, if he doesn't play this week, it's probably only a one-week thing on the bench. All right, let's move on. Wide receiver. Ah, Cole Beasley, 57% rostered. I tried to hammer this point home last week on this podcast and on Fantasy Football Weekly. And Beezer delivered for me with 13 targets, 10 catches, and 110 yards. If he's available in your league, he's worth 6% and is very startable this week against the Jaguars. Speaking of the Jaguars, Jamal Agnew. Yeah, he's 1% rostered. And I got to be honest, Scott Fish mentioned Jamal Agnew as his premature speculation on last week's Fantasy Football Weekly. And I hadn't even heard of Jamal Agnew. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had heard of him, though, uh, as he's seen 26 targets in his last three games, including 12 last week. Now, he's a low average depth of target guy, and he's got to break one to score, but he did that last week. The Jags are always in catch-up mode, and with DJ Chark done for the year, he's a guy who's going to be on the field a lot in advantageous passing situations. I think it'll only cost you a dollar to pick him up, too, so... Uh, Kind of an interesting stash on a deeper league roster. Might be startable in a few games here and there. Van Jefferson was my premature speculation last week on Fantasy Football Weekly. Um, He's good enough to force Deshaun Jackson to find himself a trade partner. And Jefferson will be on the week or will be on the field for 80% plus plays every week for the rest of the year. And that's in the McVay offense, one in which he had Six targets, that's not bad. Three catches, that's not great. But 88 yards on those three catches, that's pretty good. Uh, It's probably your last chance to get Van. They play the Titans this week, and the Titans are a terrible secondary. 
and I have a feeling Van Jefferson's going to go off in this one. So I throw 4% on Van Jefferson now. All right, there's not a lot of wide receivers this week, so we get to move on to the tight end position. Oh, wait a minute. I got to – why did I say that? Tight end. Obviously. Um, that was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And Completely ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. You suck, you jackass. Okay, I got all the buttons played now. All right, Pat Fryermuth. He's 4% rostered. A great contested catch for a touchdown this week for Fryermuth uh, helped the Steelers defeat the Browns, and it's worth noting that he had seven targets in that game, and he had the same amount of targets last week. The loss of Juju Smith-Schuster has certainly bolstered his numbers. He's worth a grab if you're hurting at tight end, and it should only cost you two to three bucks right now. Dan Arnold is 3% rostered. Like I mentioned with Agnew because Dan Arnold's on the same team as Jamal Agnew, the Jags are often behind in their games. There's a lot of garbage time where defenses tend to back up, play prevent, try to keep all the passes underneath and in front of them. And that's why Jamal Agnew and Dan Arnold are just going bonkers right now. Arnold had 10 targets, eight catches, and 68 almost nice yards. Nice. Nice. Almost. Um last week outside of Houston and the Jets in your fantasy playoffs the schedule breaks toward these pass heavy garbage time game scripts for the Jags almost exclusively through the rest of the year Dan Arnold is rosterable and it will only cost you probably two percent right now to put him on your roster this guy's name rhymes with roster and that's Foster Moreau who's four percent fostered rostered uh coming off his bye week lots of people kicked moreau to the curb after using him as a one week darren waller fill in well we're not a hundred percent sure that waller comes back this week if he does not it's a decent matchup for foster moreau against the giants and it certainly will only cost you a dollar of fab right now and if you're the waller manager you might want to grab the rare tight end handcuff and you can use Foster Moreau in your lineup if Waller doesn't go. That's it. That's the show for today. Uh, remember to listen to Fantasy Football Weekly every weekend on KFAN locally in Minneapolis here. Also on iHeartRadio and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, so subscribe to that sucker too if you haven't yet. Jeez. And also rate and review that podcast. We always enjoy that on Yield Fantasy Football Weekly feed. All right, that's it. My name's Matt Harrison at Explosive Output on Twitter, also at Shock Fantasy on Twitter. I will talk at you on probably Wednesday night, getting ready for our Thursday night matchup between the Jets and the Colts. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. Talk to you then.